Welcome into the big house, ladies and gentlemen, for another rapid reaction. It's Tim Bay, the 40-year vet. It's Andy Backstrom. Uh, I'm Spencer Holbrook. The band is behind us. If you can't hear us, I apologize. Um, but the show must go, must go on in the immediate aftermath of Michigan 30, Ohio State 24, here inside the big house in Michigan Stadium. Um, Ohio State scratch, claw, tooth and nail to get back into this game after going down 14 to three. Bad Cal McCord interception, turns into seven. They go down 14 to three. They come back, they tie the game at 17. And then Michigan overwhelms the Buckeyes a little bit in the second half. Uh, four Michigan possessions in the second half, four Michigan scores in the second half. That's the tail of the game, and now the Buckeyes scratch their head and wonder where the hell they go from here because that's just three straight. Tim, first thoughts? Number one, it was a hell of a game. It was a hell of a game to witness live. Uh, like Anders and I were talking about a minute ago, if you didn't have a dog in the fight, you know, if you're not covering Ohio State, if you're not covering Michigan, you enjoyed watching that football game from the standpoint of the give and take, the ups and downs for, for both teams, but a lot for Ohio State. But just like at Notre Dame, when we're sitting there and we're watching Ohio State is trailing 14 to 10 with a minute and whatever left, Ohio State drove down and scored the winning touchdown. Ohio State, believe me, had a shot on that last possession. Yep. But Michigan makes a play, meaning they hit Kyle McCord as he's letting that ball loose on Julian Fleming on a square end, or excuse me, Marvin Harrison Jr. on a square end, and the ball comes up short, but the Michigan defender scoops in there and makes the interception, game over. Up until that moment, up until that very second, Ohio State was still in this game. Brian Day emphasized two things in the post-game press conference. They didn't win the rushing battle, which matters so much in this game. 22 straight. They did not win the turnover battle, which matters in every game and especially this game. And if you don't win those two things, you're not going to win this game. Nope. That was the case again today. And you look at those two interceptions, you can argue if that was Kyle McCord, if it was the pressure on the last one, if it was just a good play by Will Johnson on the first one. But the bottom line is they turned the ball over twice. They didn't turn Michigan over. And this defense that was so good for so much of this year and they got stops whenever Ohio State needed it to, couldn't get a stop in the second half. And that was the difference today because this yeah. offense actually turned things around. I know they were playing from behind and trying to catch up after that slow start, but they did turn things around in the second half and the defense this time couldn't help. Them. Yeah, and, and, and being, you know, being fair, the defense at least did force a field goal on Michigan's last possession. Sure. Uh, that mattered. Nice consolation. Uh, I'm, sure well, the people, yeah. I'm sure the people love that. No. You know, it's well, like. No, you don't understand. Yeah, you, yeah. you give up a touchdown there or that you let them run out the clock, you have no chance. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm not looking yeah. on, you know. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Team. I know what I'm you're saying. I'm just saying they did get a stop. They yeah. did have yeah. the ball with a chance to go down and win the game. And then the play happened. They did what they needed to do, Tim, in that scenario. Just get but the they, ball back. But they put themselves in that scenario. After six grueling minutes. In the first half, Kyle McCord and the Ohio State offense put the off, put the defense in terrible positions and Michigan capitalized. Because yep. I've been saying for weeks now watching this Michigan team, they don't beat themselves. And guess what? They didn't beat themselves today. Nope. Uh, in the second half, though, the Ohio State defense put themselves in bad position. Third and long killed Ohio State today. I don't know how many third and longs Michigan had, but it felt like they didn't convert. They didn't uh, get, Ohio State didn't get off the field for any of them. It just felt like J.J. McCarthy would, would need nine, he'd get eight, and they'd go for it on fourth down. You know, they'd yeah. need nine, they'd get 11. They'd need nine, they'd get 10. Ohio State did a great job on first and second down, I thought. They stopped Blake Corum. He didn't have a great day. He had two touchdowns, but they were, uh, one of them was 22 yards. I think the rest of his day was under 30 yards as a rusher. And like, they did what they needed to do. But when you're coming from behind, you have to make the plays. And in these kind of games, Andy, the margins are so, so small. And I just, I don't think Ohio State won on the margins though. 
The turning point for me was in the second half when it was 17-17. Ohio State just had one of his best offensive drives the entire season. Of the, the rushing, season? Yes. Eight straight runs, 12-play drive. They milked more than six minutes off the clock, and they ended with a Travion Henderson touchdown. And it felt like that was the point where, okay, offense did its job. Now defense needs to pick it up. How many times have we seen that the other way around this year? Defense yeah. did its job. Now offense picked the other side up. Well, this time the offense did its job, but the defense didn't. And we had, unfortunately, an injury on the field. Uh, Zach Zinter was, was hurt and had to be carted off and yeah. obviously wish him the best and, yes. and his family as well. But after that, first play back, Blake Corum rushes, rushes for a touchdown, 22 yards to the end zone. And it just felt like that just invigorated this crowd. It felt like that was the chance Ohio State had to, to turn things around and have a stop and build on that momentum his offense was building, and it, and it just didn't. Yeah, and uh, like you just pointed out, I mean, looking back, you could see all of these ups and downs and moments where Ohio State could have seized control and didn't. It's really easy to see them in retrospect. Uh, I thought the drive that you pointed out where they ran the ball, what, the last eight plays of that 12-play drive, I think it was, just went right down the field. They did. They did to Michigan what Michigan did to Penn State, you know, yes. to a certain extent. I'm just going, wow. I was very impressed. Uh, but then, when they needed to seize the momentum after tying the game, defensively, they couldn't do it. And, it, you know, last year was death by five slashes for Ohio State defensively. Tonight, or this afternoon, not tonight, this afternoon it was basically death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. And well, you got to give it up to Michigan, man, uh, in that regard. I was going to say something this, else about what you decided not to. This isn't your Michigan-Ohio State games from the last two years. It's just not. Like, no. Ohio State competed in the second half. Ohio State showed it was tough. Congratulations, Ohio State. You are a tough team. Nobody's going to question Ohio State's toughness anymore. That's not That's not a thing. But now they're going to question them against Michigan because now there's three straight. And you haven't won since 2019 because they backed the Michigan backed out of the 2020 game. And – you know, Jim Harbaugh wasn't on the sidelines, but he didn't need to be because they still got to win. Like, the things are starting to add up in this rivalry. They're starting to pile up in this rivalry, Tim. You know it better than anybody that things can snowball in this rivalry. Yeah. And it feels like uh, when Ohio State would get the momentum here, Michigan would take it right back. And when Ohio State felt like they were getting something going, Michigan would do something right back. And it just feels like those exact moments that, and I'm not discounting you, Andy, but, but you know, Tim covered the rivalry. I've lived in the rivalry my whole life. Like, those were the things Ohio State did well from 2001 to 2019, yeah. and the things that Ohio State did well for 18, you know, 20 years, now all of a sudden it's getting thrown right back in their face, and every time you feel like you've got that momentum, Michigan just snatches it from you. Yeah. What's unfortunate, and I say this, what's unfortunate, this was the last of what I call the classic Ohio State-Michigan games yep. in the sense of it's the end of the season. Uh, Last year, definitely we thought it was, but stuff, dominoes fell on the last weekend of the season, the championship uh, game weekend, and Ohio State suddenly found itself in the college football playoff with another shot. Uh, this this was the last of those, because next year's gonna be 12 teams. Without a doubt, Ohio State would be in the college football playoff this year. Yep, they'd host the game. It was 12, exactly. Um, so, you know, to me, it feels like the end of an era because the next uh, the next several years, Ohio State and Michigan play two weeks in a row based on the new way the Big Ten is going to be structured, et cetera. They could play three weeks in a row based or three games in a row based on the way the playoff is going to be structured. You never know what's going to happen down the road. So this this was that last 
game and what I'm getting to, I am getting to a point here. Ohio State has built itself, in my opinion, to be competitive on the elite national level from a personnel standpoint and even a thinking standpoint. But the last three years, Michigan, Mr. Physical, has stepped in and thrown uppercuts when it needed to and won three straight of these games. If you follow my drip. Yep. See, I, I've never believed in building a team for just one game a year. That's folly in my opinion, as Michigan found out last year. Uh, as Michigan found out the year before against, what was it, Georgia? The, yep. Yeah. You got to, you know, so a new dawn. This is the new dawn of the new era, and it's too bad, or the sunset yeah. of, of the old era, and it's too bad Ohio State is waving from afar. All right, here's what I'll say. I mean, the thing is, that was a little dramatic. No, no, you're right, you're right. And I think the thing is that what makes it more frustrating for Ohio State fans, I believe, is that this is the 2021 class had so much talent. It's the most talented class so far Ryan Day has brought in, highest, highest rated, every metric you want to measure it by, most talented class. And it's headlined by Marvin Harrison Jr., which we don't know if he'll play another game in an Ohio State uniform. I think we know the answer to that. We probably know the answer to that. My point is, there's so much talent. And you still can't win this game this time. And I think it makes you ask the question repeatedly, which has already been asked the last two years, is why? And it goes back to the game plan here. Like we were talking about in the press box, as creative as I thought Ohio State got at times offensively, it didn't get as creative as Michigan got. No. Nope. And we still haven't seen like a genuine trick play. We, we saw Michigan pull one out with the Donovan Edwards pass downfield, 34 yards to Colson Loveland. That was their biggest passing play of the game. All season, I was waiting for some kind of wrinkle like that. We saw little things here and there that were creative for sure. Pre-snap motion, uh, the orbit motion goes along with that. But we didn't see that like, ah, there it is. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I just felt like if there was a time to use it, it was today, and we still didn't see it. And I think that's got to be the frustrating thing for Ohio State fans is that you got all this talent, you got the difference makers more than anyone in the Big Ten, and you still well, I, I, well, can't win well, I like that run by Xavier Johnson. They brought him in. I called it the Brian Bashnagel homage play to 19, uh, what, 1973, where they ran him inside. was like third and seven or whatever it was. They ran him inside yep. and really caught Michigan Nap because they spread the field. That was a good call. It wasn't a it wasn't a halfback option pass, but it was still a really good call. And uh, so uh, they had some things in this game, but you know they, they almost all got to work. I mean, even after that uh, halfback uh, option pass by Michigan, they were held to a field goal. Tim, so this is the second straight year that Ryan Day is getting questioned on a fourth and short. Last yeah. year it was with the fake punt that wasn't. This year it's at the end of the half. You take a field goal from 50 plus yards out. We've never seen Jaden Fielding make one. He misses it. Uh, then Michigan, this is the second straight year. Ohio State's question on a fourth and short. Ryan Day probably got a little timid there, wanted to get some points, didn't want to go for you know something bigger. Michigan throws a halfback pass. This is the second straight year Michigan's ran a play where they throw a pass with a running back. And that shows the creative difference and the killer instinct difference yeah. in, on that sideline today in the maize and blue and that sideline in scarlet and gray. Yeah, I thought when, Sharon Moore called a hell of a game. When they needed something big, it was either throw it to Marvin Harrison Jr., which is a fine strategy. I've said push the Marv button more. They only got nine targets today. He was double teamed a lot. But like there were times where Michigan was just more creative. And you it shows up. Like yeah. the halfback pass shows up. The punting game today for Ohio State was terrible. Yes. Like th a couple 30-yard punts. Uh, whoever is punting for Michigan hey. was sending ridiculous punts out there in flip field position. Like the little things, again, like I said, on the margins, Michigan won this game and that's why the scoreboard shows 30 to 24 instead of Ohio State getting on the bus going home with a happy with a happy, you know, smile on their face. That's a long trip.
because yeah. the margins last year Ohio State doesn't run a fake punt that's what losing on the margins this year Ohio State tries a 50-yard field goal instead of going for the juggler you can question that if you want you can say that it was okay if it's not but like there's just a lack of something in this rivalry game that they have 12 other games a year. Yes, I say 12 because you watch the Rose Bowl against Utah. They did a great job. The playoff game against Georgia last year did a great job. This game in particular gets them. Just why? You, yeah. you just asked it. Why? I I don't know. I'm tr- I'm. Well, yeah. you can look really foolish when you've got a great call play, a great play called, just like on Ohio State's last play, it ended up in this game. It was a great play call, in my opinion. But when a defender. You know, they were doing a pretty good job of protecting Kyle on that on that drive, Kyle McCord on that drive. Defender just barely gets to him enough to affect the pass. Yep. And boom. It's not an it's not an incompletion, it's an interception, and you look foolish, you know, like you said, for the third year in a row. Uh, sometimes the plan doesn't work. Uh, it's just I've never liked and fans do it all the time. I've got a good buddy of mine, just just second guesses everything Ryan Day does. Yeah. Never ever have liked that. Uh, today they came up short. Last year they got their butt kicked in the second half. Yep. The year before they got their butt kicked in the second half. This year they came up short. Could have made some plays, like you said. Could have been more creative in certain areas. But where would you call that play? You know what I mean? That's yeah. You know, you got to go back now. Okay. You got a halfback option pass. Now where where would you have inserted it? You know, it just there's all kinds of ways to second guess uh, instead of just going, man. Michigan got you again. You're right. <laughs> that no, didn't go over very well. You're that. right, but we did leave that Georgia game feeling like he really did leave it all hanging out. Like yeah. no one had questions about any of that stuff. You still lose the game, but we weren't talking about you need to be more aggressive. They need to be more creative. None well, my of that. first question to him in the press conference was, why'd you run Dallin Hayden off left tackle after you got the first down to the 31-yard yeah. line? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they thought they were going to catch up. It was well thought out. They thought right. they were getting Georgia in the flip-flop, you know, in a blitz situation. But they didn't. They got they ran right into the blitz. But by and large, we came out of that game thinking they left it all hanging out. Yeah. And, and I still just don't feel like that today. And I, I do think it's also on the defense. Like, look, we built this defense up. This is an elite defense. I still think it's an elite defense. This is a good Michigan team, and they yes. proved it today again. But I still think that there's something to be said about the fact that this defense – just could not buy a stop in the second half. And I get it, yeah, they held them to a field goal, but that's after like seven minutes oh, were shaved off yeah, the clock. Points, Ohio man. State didn't have the timeouts. I mean, if Ohio State had timeouts, Kyle McCord might have led that game-winning drive. I think I know people are going to be hard on, hard on Kyle McCord after this game. They already are. Yeah. And well, they were hard look, on him in the middle of the game. Here's the thing. He did not play a perfect game. He turned the ball over twice. He can't do that. At yep. the same time, there's a lot to be hopeful for with Kyle McCord if he comes back, and I assume he's coming back for next season because there's a lot to build on and some of the throws he made to keep them in this game, I mean, there was a lot of points where this game could have gotten away from Ohio State like the last couple of years, and it didn't because of some, some huge throws he made in this game. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I was going to ask you guys where Ohio State goes from here, but we have no clue. Um, the, the playoff thing is in somebody else's hands. I, th- I find it very, very, very hard to believe Ohio State will be playing for a national championship like they did last year. Uh, the most likely options now, Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, and a lot of opt-outs for the draft. So, Don't talk about the Orange Bowl out there. It's going to suck, but that's what the reality is for the next month. For the third straight year, you've got to sit for Conference Championship Saturday and just kind of wonder. Two years ago, you weren't doing that because you had two losses, not going to the playoff. Last year, you get lucky. Caleb Williams is hurt. Utah wins. Ohio State gets to go to the Peach Bowl. Ryan Day called it a second lease on life. 
don't think you're getting that this year. Just yeah, it's hard, it's a harsh reality. Believe, yeah, hard to believe that those many dominoes would fall next week. Yeah, harsh reality. So Ohio State picks itself up off the turf here, the dirty turf vault from all of the trash and everything that the 110,000 who stormed the field out here. It's very, very dirty. Uh, Tim May, 40-year vet, is going to head back to Columbus to try to pick up the pieces here from Ohio State uh, 24 and Michigan 30. Andy Backstrom as well. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Uh, I know you're all upset. I know that you have a lot of questions. Go to the Letterman Lounge message board. We will try to get all of them answered. You can get that full coverage, lettermanrow.com, two months for $1 when you use the code OSU1. Use the code OSU1 as a promo code when you sign up and you get two months for $1. That gets you through a lot of things because there is a lot coming with this program. A lot of questions to be asked um, by you, by us, to the program, by you, to us. And uh, yeah, we'll try to sort it all out, but it's, it's wild, man. Three straight losses to Michigan. Feels weird, but that's where Ohio State yep. is. For the 40-year vet, Tim May, Andy Backstrom, I'm Spencer Holbrook. We're going to be in the other side of this rivalry. We're going to be in the horseshoe on Monday for the Monday after Ohio State, uh, Ohio State's loss. And we'll, we'll see where we go from here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys back in Columbus.